it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Corinne Jean-Pierre is referring to questions over the number of people crossing the border illegally as being dramatic in exchange with Fox News' Peter Ducey. She made a claim that border crossings, illegal border crossings, have dropped 90%. No, that's a straight-up lie. Now, I noticed this is something I think we know inherently. If you're a conservative, it's only disinformation when a Republican says something. Now, we've learned, and Matt Taibbi didn't invent it, but brought it to the fore more recently, that there's misinformation, disinformation, and malinformation. And malinformation is true but inconvenient. And the truth is there, there is a crisis at the border that 10,000 people per day are crossing illegally. And, well, that is true but inconvenient. Now, yesterday it was announced the Biden administration is deploying 1,500 National Guard troops to the border to do basically administrative work. Now, if there's no crisis at the border, why does the Border Patrol need backup? Because there is a crisis at the border. And this is one being manufactured by the Democrat Party. Now, I will not sit behind this microphone and make you believe that Republicans have always been on the right side of this issue. They haven't been. George W. Bush certainly was not. And Reagan listed it as one of his greatest regrets, the Simpson-Mazzoli Act. Now, this is something I don't understand. And maybe maybe I could, I, I realize that having civil discourse on this program is near to impossible. The legendary callers, it's an attack on me personally. They don't, they don't prove or disprove uh, 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 something. They don't, even, they don't even debate the actual issue. It's just that, you know, I'm bad. Uh, fine. How much should this open border cost us? And when people talk about the right thing to do and, you know, that sort of thing, is it right or fair for a nation to absorb all of the unemployable people, all of the people outside of the economy of other nations, into, absorb them into this nation and place the burden on the existing taxpayer. Now, it's something you don't hear anymore. Actually, you know what? I forgot to send you the, uh, the audio of Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, um, I'm going to send it to you right now, Bill, so check your email. Let's see, just putting that right there. There's a timestamp. Uh, we, can, we can play that in this segment while some of our other, uh, some of our other clips are being processed. The idea, if you listen to Bernie very carefully in this, that we should be more like Norway, where health care is a human right, college and advanced degrees are free, all these things are free. What the, first of all, nothing is free. There's no such thing as free. Even if you're not paying for something, it's still not free. You know, the old saying, there's no such thing as a free lunch, that could be anything. If somebody hands you a good, a durable good, you go, wow, that was free. No, it wasn't. Somebody had to buy materials. Somebody had to pay for labor. Somebody had to uh, manufacture that good, uh, market that good, transport that good, retail that good. There's, there's costs embedded at every stage of, of the process before somebody hands you something. Even if you get something like a free promotional, right? Fill out this form, get a free koozie. Well, the koozie's not actually free. The fact that you didn't pay for it doesn't make it free. 
And this is something I think that is being lost on, on young people, that their lives have been made so convenient. They don't understand, and not, it's not everyone, but a large percentage of them don't understand that nothing just appears, right? An app doesn't just appear on a phone. A phone doesn't just appear on a shelf. These things don't just appear. Somebody has to take a massive undertaking to make these things available. There's no such thing as free. But when you promise or when you propose that something is going to be made free by government, what you're really saying is government's just going to control it. And when government controls something, government does not play like any other player or actor in the marketplace. Government uses its authority to crowd out its competition. So look at education. Is there private education? Of course there is. Is there homeschooling? Of course there is. But where do where do where do 90% of the kids in America get education from? They get it from government. Now, is it free? No. The majority of you have to pay taxes, whether property taxes, sales taxes, income taxes, or go to the Department of Education. The education is not free. Just because you're not writing a direct check towards it doesn't mean you're not paying for it. You are. Even if you're not using it, you're paying for it. But who controls it? Again, the government. So even though there is um, there is private education, it is largely crowded out by the fact that most parents don't have a choice, right? The government takes your resources from you and says, okay, fine, you don't have to use the government system. Uh, you're going to pay for it, but you know if you've got extra money laying around, you can you can go elsewhere, and that's that's unattainable for 90% of the population. That's unattainable. If we were to treat housing, healthcare, and transportation like that, you would pay your taxes and you would only have the government option. So if first we regulate people out of combustion engine vehicles or natural gas stoves or whatever it is, in New York, we're banning natural gas stoves while building 800,000 low-income units in New York City's surrounding counties. At some point, the taxes that are going to have to be levied are going to affect people who want to buy their own home. They're going to be left with little little choice. 800,000 is not some small number. If Bernie Sanders and the Democrats had it their way, if Biden had it his way at this point, you would simply pay from, for government and government would provide you a house. Uh, they would crowd you out of privately owned transportation so you'd have to abide by the government schedule. You'd go where the government goes, when it goes, that sort of thing. But then we're talking about adding another 20 million people, perhaps 40 million people to the mix, 10,000 per day with an, no, no end in sight on top of the millions of people that are in the country illegally. The, the American citizen is going to have to pay more and just expect less as we crowd up the police. Now, the people that think this is right and just have no plans on having their lives affected by it. We talk about democracy, but literally 10% of the population would be controlling the other 90%. And as long as they continue to lower or excuse me, raise or lower, depending on where the line needs to be. They'll get people to vote for them as long as they promise they aren't paying for anything, that it's free. And you know what? It's funny. You you can't battle free stuff. You can't battle 
economic incentive, right? You, I mean, uh, you can talk to union guys and be like, yeah, screw these Democrats with the open border and this trans crap and, you know, I'm pro-life. Why are you voting Democrat? Eh, my pension. Now I understand that, right? That's, 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 it's the economy stupid. You make personally, you know, voting and economic decisions go hand in hand. But understand this. As you are crowded out of your own country, and you want to call it Great Replacement 3, you can call it whatever the hell you want. It's a matter of math. The federal government can't spend $7 trillion without raising taxes on every single taxpayer. It can't spend $7 trillion and, oh, and, 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 and think it's going to have economic health. Watch, banks are failing left and right. It's not just First Republic. There's reports today about how regional and local bank shares are down dramatically, in some cases 15 20%. But I want you to listen very carefully to what Bernie said about how this country should be governed. Play that. Is it really possible for someone who calls himself a socialist to be elected president of the United States? Well, so long as we know what democratic socialism is, and if we know that in countries in Scandinavia, like Denmark, Norway, Sweden... They are very democratic countries, obviously. The voter turnout is a lot higher than it is in the United States. In those countries, health care is a right of all people. In those countries, college education, graduate school is free. Uh, in those countries, retirement benefits, child care are stronger than in the United States of America. And in those countries, by and large, government works for ordinary people in the middle class rather than, as is the case right now in our country, uh, for the billionaire I class. can hear the Republican attack ad right now. He wants America to look more like Scandinavia. That's right. That's right. And what's wrong with that? What's wrong when you have more income and wealth equality? What's wrong when we, they have uh, a stronger middle class in many ways than we do, a higher minimum wage uh, than we do, when they're stronger on the environment than we do? Look, the fact of the matter is we do a lot in our country, which is good. But okay, can, I, I'll, I'll make this easy. I, I'm going to skip past. None of what Bernie Sanders stands for, nothing that he believes, is contained in the Constitution. But that doesn't matter, right? He wants democratic socialism. Uh, socialism is good if the majority of people vote for it, right? That's their that's their their stance on things. Unless we're talking about trans issues, then of course we, we're not allowed to vote on those things, or abortion, or whatever it is, uh, same sex marriage. We're not allowed to vote on those things. Th- those are social issues mostly. The one thing he leaves out: two things. One, none of those things are actually free. Scandinavians pay a, an exorbitant. Uh, amount in taxes and they largely have closed borders if you look into the immigration provisions uh, specifically norway 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 does not just let you show up at the gates come on in and then figure out how you're going to contribute after the fact it takes seven years to citizenship you are on probation for seven years you can't get so much as a parking ticket now if you're a top brain surgeon from another country, could be a third world country, could be from anywhere. Sure, they'll admit you into the country because they need brain surgeon. But they're not, two things they're not going to do in that country is one, undermine their own labor pool. And yes, this is math, okay? You could say blaming immigrants, blaming immigrants, blaming immigrants. If there are more laborers than jobs, the wage goes down. That's a fact. If there's more jobs than there are laborers, then the wages go up as those with a demand for labor have to compete over the existing labor pool. Now, immigration, if done properly, could address that if the price of labor gets too high. 
And even then, that shouldn't beget a voting citizen. But Norway will not undercut its own labor force, nor will it share, it shrink its slice of the pie in return. So a Norwegian who is seeking maybe to go to grad school is not going to accept having to compete for a slot in that grad school with a foreigner who expects that education for free with no competition. They just don't do that. Now, do they take in refugees? Sure. Has it been a massive problem in their cities? Absolutely. But they don't have a flow of people who are coming in expecting to be cared for by the taxpayer. They just don't let it happen. You heard what Bernie said. These things should all, these entities, child care, wages, health care, education, all should be controlled by the government. Well, where does the, how does the government control these things? With tax dollars. Where do they get tax dollars from? You. So all government spending comes from the taxpayer. The government doesn't have anything that it doesn't first take from the private sector. Now, I know they've given this the great replacement theory. This is white nationalism. It's not white nationalism. It's not, it's not anything. It's just math. You cannot expect robust a robust return on your air fingers, quote, investment. I, I, it's a wrongly used term. You cannot expect a robust return in services from government if the number of people requiring that service is growing faster than the tax base can compensate. So if you've got a small town police department with, let's say, 12 officers and the federal government just builds uh, a low-income migrant uh, community, you think you're going to be able to maintain law and order with 12 officers? No, you're going to have to raise taxes to hire more officers, more school teachers, more uh, DPW, Department of Public Works workers. You're going, to, you're going to have to spend, 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 spend. But the people that are now moving in are not adding, are not adding. Well, they're going to get, they're going to, they're going to spend money when they go to the Walmart. Yeah, but where are they getting their money from? If they're, well, they're getting it from the federal government. Like you don't pay federal taxes. So Biden is sending 1,500 uh, desk people to the border to free up the resources. But even still, there's no plan to stop the illegal crossings. This is just to more rapidly process them and move them further into the interior where it becomes exponentially harder to actually repatriate them. It's kind of funny. What we're doing is we're using transportation resources not to return people to their home country, but to move them further into our own. Now, it's not... If you, and this is another thing, the double thing. There's so much double thing. Diversity is our strength. Is India a weak nation? Is China, not, is China a weak nation? What kind of diversity do they have in China? They're all Chinese. Now, I realize that there are regional, regional cultural differences, but at the end of the day, it's full of Chinese people. China's pretty strong. Right? I would ask, I would ask Karine Jean-Pierre, is Haiti a really bad place? She'd probably take that as an insult. Oh, so, so it's a good place. If it's a good place, why are the Haitians fleeing? And is there is it their lack of diversity? There's not a lot of white people in Haiti. There's not a lot of uh, Asian people in, in Haiti. It's mostly Afro-Caribbeans. So uh, there's the double thing there. And if you if you were to say, well, you know, Honduras is kind of a S-hole country. Oh, my God, you can't say that. You're a racist. Then why are they all fleeing? 
Do people flee good countries? People don't flee good countries. They stay in good countries. I mean, there might be some, you know, Hollywood actors that want, uh, that want the je ne sais quoi of French countryside living, but they're not fleeing. People flee bad countries, but we're not allowed to call them bad countries. So we have to play the game of doublethink. The Democrats want an endless flow of people, but they don't want you to say things like, well, you know, it feels like American citizens are being replaced in their own country. You can't say that. But that's what's happening. That's what's going to happen. There's, there's just, I mean, it is what it is. We're using our resources to accept more people and move them about the country than to return them to their home country so the word gets out, hey, if you cross the border illegally, you're coming right back home, so don't bother. Meanwhile, they want 87,000 new IRS agents to go collect money so they could spend not on American priorities, but on foreign priorities. These people are foreigners. They are citizens of a foreign nation. They have governments that they've elected. Their government should be taking care of them, not ours, not you, not me. Biden's militarizing the border now, some say. No, he's not. No, he's not. And I don't know why we can't. What is this thing about militarizing the border? Other countries have their military on the border. You know who patrols the northern border of Mexico? The military. You know who patrols the southern border of Mexico? The military. When when did it become this, this hostile act to use your military to defend your ports of entry? That's ridiculous. You watch next week. We're already at 10,000 people a day. When Title 42 goes away next week, we're going to be overwhelmed. One six six ninety five patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program can not, will not, have never been, will never be broken. Serious XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.